joining us for Mississippi Prospects, a podcast focused on economic and community development across our state. Hosted by me, Jeff Rent, and brought to you by the Mississippi Economic Development Council. Workforce development is a top driver of site location decisions made by most companies today. During the recruitment process, economic development officials will be asked a couple of key questions. First, do you have the workforce to get the job done? And second, do you have a sustainable workforce development model to provide a talent pipeline? Madison County, Mississippi has embraced these challenges with their award-winning workforce development initiatives, which takes a multi-pronged approach, incorporating educational partners in the private sector. Joining us today to talk about their successful efforts is Madison County Economic Development Authority Chief Operating Officer Daniel Winningham and Madison County Business League and Foundation Executive Director Jan Collins. Now, Danielle has more than a dozen years of economic development experience in areas such as business recruitment, project management, and industrial site certification. Jan has served as the Executive Director of the Madison County Business League and Foundation since 2009. Her organization was created to unite business decision makers with elected officials to address topics affecting economic development. Welcome you both to Mississippi Prospects. Thank Thank you you so much, Jeff. So full disclosure, I've known both of you for a number of years and I've worked with both the Madison County Economic Development Authority and the Madison County Business League and Foundation. So I'm well acquainted with your efforts to strengthen the workforce in Madison County. What helped sparked these efforts on workforce development and career training? Well, Jeff, we are taking a a large approach to this workforce development effort. We are looking at it from a local, regional, state, and national level conversation. This is something that is impacting our nation right now. And so it's it's of utmost importance. You'll hear the elected officials talking about how we're going to be investing in workforce development. Um, And so we've been looking at this for many years. Um, And And the reason that it's so important to us is we have to have a talent pipeline for our existing industries. We've been meeting with our existing industries for a number of years now and uh, more so in the last year to get feedback on what they need for um, for employees working in their factories, in their banks, in their law offices, wherever it may be. Um, What are the things that they are needing as people are, you know, the older generation's looking to retire. We've got all these millennials coming in. That's, of course, a huge conversation. So, you know, what are we doing to sort of look at who's qualified to fill these jobs that are being opened up from the boomers retiring and the uh, millennials coming into the workforce? And Jan, you've been involved and you talk to the companies a lot and hear from them, your members. Uh, and saying what their needs are. What? Wh- how long ago did you really start talking workforce with them? The Madison County Business League and Foundation serves as a private partner to Makita. They're a public organization. And so our efforts are to support them in all of their endeavors. And as their partner, we've contracted with Makita to help them with their workforce development. Specifically, Danielle and I have been working together since January of 2019. So it's a little over a year. And we spent a good bit of time just investigating all the many opportunities that are out there and through the business league's connection with our our membership being the decision makers of companies we've been able to develop strong connections with our schools and our membership to help drive those efforts that we have to get the partnerships that we need to um 
to help with the workforce development in the county. So we've worked very hard. We've come up with a lot of innovative ideas of what we can do, and it's just kind of developed over the last year, and we're at a point now that we've got um, a lot of things going on, and we are very excited about the direction that we're going. Now, I know Danielle Madison County is an ACT work-ready community or certified ACT work-ready community, and you continue to focus on testing. And as a matter of fact, the Madison County Business League and Foundation and the Madison County Community Trust, Jen, you guys awarded a $10,000 grant to the Madison County Schools for ACT work keys testing. Why is it important to keep testing, you know, emerging students or emerging workforce? It's important to keep testing so that we can provide a pipeline of employees for our existing industry and also to have new talent to attract new industries into our area so they will bring new investment. Part of bringing new investment into our area is attracting talent. Um, We're in a talent war right now, and so we have to make sure that we are proving that we have a qualified workforce. We can say that we have the number of employees that a business may need, but we need to show that that they're capable and able to learn and work at, at such a level that it would be attractive to new companies coming in to make investments in our area. And we're very fortunate that we have great par- private partners in the Business League and Foundation that we're able to work together. Because as you know, this is a team sport. We cannot do it on our own. Um, economic developers have been looking more at bringing on workforce professionals and and how they can kind of get into that market so we can retain and attract talent that is qualified, that is highly skilled, highly educated. Thankfully, we have such a wonderful school system as well. Madison County Public Schools, Canton Public Schools are wonderful as well. We have a number of private and parochial schools who are doing great things. So we're very fortunate to have a highly educated and more educated um, workforce than you'll probably see across the Southeast. And I know that sounds pretty surprising for Mississippi, but Madison County is a very unique place in Mississippi. Um, And so we just kind of have to keep having that conversation that we do have a qualified workforce, highly educated, highly skilled, so that we can attract that investment and expansion. And being work ready is a way to quantify that with uh, new prospects, companies or site selection consultants. And how has the business community embraced these certifications? Are they now looking solely for people who have been tested uh, or setting that as a new criteria and bumping those people up to the top of the list to interview? So, so first of all, when we were going through the work ready communities process, we had to have a certain level of business support. And so we were able to reach out to our private partners with the business league and foundation and talk to their member businesses about providing recommendations or recognition, otherwise known as support for this program that would help us in the economic development realm. And so um, the the businesses have been a huge aspect of, of becoming work ready, but also they're really using the credentials now. Um, for example, Nissan, um, of course, they have a huge presence in Madison County as they are a major OEM producing Altima, the NV, Titan, Frontier, and others. Um, they piloted a program recently in the past year using the work keys um, to see what it would be like if their retention numbers, their training areas, if it if they could streamline that and have really good indicators based on silver level 
or above testers on the ACT in CRC, um, the assessment. And after the conclusion of that pilot, what they have decided is they are adopting the ACT work keys assessment for pre-employment for Nissan. They have just told us that in the last couple of weeks. So we're very excited about that. Um, they see and they and they notice that silver level is a really good indicator of people who have the aptitude to go into the shop floor and work as technicians. And they also have the ability to use the same test for promotion possibilities. For example, if a technician on the line might want to become a supervisor or work up, you know, the team leader chain, however they want to do it. This ACT work keys test can help them determine who has aptitude to move up. So Jan, the $10,000 grant that you gave to Madison County schools, did the schools come to you or did you approach the schools and what was the motivation to give them that money for testing? Well, actually, I started working on helping with workforce development a long time before January of 2019, and it was just um, educating our business community on what the work keys and the ACT work ready communities were all about. And so we've been trying to remember how long ago it's been since we started um, emphasizing that at all of our meetings that we have. So it's been an educational process for our business community. And in doing so, when the time came that we needed to reach those requirements to maintain or to become a work-ready community, we realized that we were going to have to step in since um, at that time the state legislature had not allotted funding to pay for the ACT WorkKeys testing for our, our career tech students. We realized at that point that we needed to reach out to our foundation arm. And of course, they had been hearing all about workforce development for a couple of two or three years. So it really was an easy sell to them. So they actually gave us $10,000 for the Madison County Schools to test their career tech students and also $3,000 to the Canton Career Tech Center. So actually, the grant was more than just the $10,000. And um, I'm proud to say that today we were so fortunate to receive that award from MED that Danielle and I had already earmarked that $1,000 award to be spent to retest more students in the Madison County School Career Tech Center and the Canton Career Tech Center on the um, so we can maintain or reach our next goals um, for our work-ready community uh, maintenance. And so it was really an easy sell to our foundation arm. And those those are members that support our organization at a high level. So um, their concentration is on education, especially in the northeast part of Madison County. But um, we we can't remember how long ago it's been since we <laughs> started pounding it into their heads about, you know, all this work ready. So now anything that comes along, projects, we feel like it's, it's an easy sell again to try to get some of the things done that we want to do in the future. And, you know, Madison County has a great uh, industry mix uh, manufacturing and technical uh, healthcare. You've got some aerospace. You've got a little bit of everything going on there. It's a wonderfully uh, successful community and great quality of life. Perhaps your best known company, Nissan, a global brand, and uh, they've been a real economic engine, no pun intended, uh, for Madison County and for Central Mississippi. How important is it to your efforts to have a corporate partner like a Nissan and your other companies in developing the skilled workforce? Because it looks like they're really involved at the 
ground level. Yeah, it's really important to have our stakeholder buy-in. Um, our industries are very important um, for many reasons. One reason is that when we have companies that are looking to locate into the area, they want to hear from our existing industries, how we're supporting them as a community, how we're supplying that talent and labor pool to them. And so it is of utmost importance to keep our existing industries engaged and keep them fed with that talent pipeline to make sure that they fully have everything that they need and expect from a community where they continue to put investment. They, they invest in our people. They invest in the community. Um, and so Nissan, Levi, Vertex, Vertex Aerospace, yep. um, you know, all of those. And then most recently, Fastenal. It's, Fastenal. it's very important to have their input and their engagement. And we're so happy that they have been really involved in our HR roundtables, um, which we recently started back in the past year. And what that is, is it's it's an opportunity for HR managers and plant managers to come together and have this conversation. And it may be about workforce, but it may be about the health of their company. But in whatever way um, we approach their issues, we're all sitting at the same table hearing the same thing together. So if maybe one company doesn't have a solution to a certain problem, well, maybe this other company has already experienced this and they are able to provide that real-time feedback and help to get through, um, again, whether it's like a talent issue or workforce issue um, or whatever it may be, they have a resource to lean on. And at the same time, we are very fortunate to have our workforce partners in the room with us. So Holmes Community College, uh, Madison County Schools, Canton Public Schools, mainly their career tech people coming in and listening to these conversations from the industries. We have MDRS, Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, that join us at these meetings. Um, Jan, help me out. Who MPDD. The Central Mississippi Planning and Development District. And all of these workforce partners are able to listen to this conversation and figure out how they fit into the equation to help. Because again, we have to work on this together. It takes a village. We are not going to be able to do this by ourselves. And that's why we are taking that multi-approach um, multi-prong approach to this workforce initiative because we need to have various ways to handle um, what existing industries need real time, but it has to be efficient. It has to be it has to be effective and it has to be measurable is the most important part of it. And I think that's where the work keys plays in. But we have got to be able to measure results, real results for these companies. And I think you'll see it in the retention rates of their employees and you'll be able to see it in the skill level of our employees. I'd like to add two things to that. First, I should have mentioned that our office, um, Joey Deason, our Makita executive director, said, gosh, we're trying to encourage all of these companies to take the work keys test for their employees, and we haven't even taken it ourselves. So um, everyone in our office, all seven of us, went over to the Wind Job Center and took the took the assessment one day to see what it's all about. It, it's really pretty hard. It's very humbling for somebody like me that's been out of 
school for many, many years. Just a couple. Yeah. But anyway, um, another thing about the HR roundtables, we do these events together. And it has been so successful that um, we look at it and we think, gosh, we got in there and there were people from different industries, different business sectors, and they don't all have the same needs as far as HR goes. So we realize is that we, we need to expand on that and to possibly develop HR roundtables for our um, construction sector, our healthcare sector, and our professional services sector, because everyone has different needs in there. Each of those different businesses or industries, they have different HR needs. Do the HR roundtables also help you identify skills that are lacking for your partners? Most definitely. And having the training partners in the room with the corporate partners, uh, you've bridged a huge gap, I would imagine. That's right. Yes. We are able to talk about skills gaps. Um, You know, it's no secret. Industrial maintenance is one of the largest skills gaps. You're going to hear that in every single community. Um, So, I mean, there are things that our workforce partners can do to kind of help with that. Um, Of course, as a technology is changing and emerging and things are changing so quickly, um, some of the training may be as well. So we have to know, you know, what the businesses need. And, and, and again, we're in the room and we're able to hear all of that together. In the Madison County schools, we were talking about this earlier, have instituted different academies in their schools. Can you tell me what areas they're addressing with these academies? I think it's a fantastic program. There are 16 career academies. Um, in the Madison County schools, they have academies such as um robotics, they have multimedia, they have construction trade, they have automotive, they have culinary. Um, I may say one of these multiple times, but it's okay. No, I won't make you name all 16. (laughs) I didn't realize there were 16. Well, and they don't have all 16. They have, I believe maybe eight. So nationally there are 16 career academies and our school's have academies based on what our industry needs are. They're relevant and they have the output of what our industries need. And they're, they're very attuned to that. Most of the existing industries and all the way from manufacturing to, to our law offices, you know, our attorneys, all of them have identified soft skills as the major deficit of their workforce. And so we have been trying to embrace, embrace that need by coming up with ways that we can, can help them out in both the K through 12 and um, maybe our, our existing industries. Realizing that there was a need for soft skills training, we had two pilot programs, one with the Dubucular Corporation or Pearling Cookie Company. And we first did the program for their leadership team. And then we went from there. They they were so pleased with it that they introduced it to their employees. And we also did one for the staff at the State Board of Nursing. And so both of them felt like it was successful. So with that in mind, we 
thought that we would look at doing training for the teachers in the academies and the career tech centers on soft skills so that they could incorporate it into their curriculum for their students. And so we're about to embark on a grant, hopefully, from MCCT here in the next week or so that will um, offer training for up to 25 of our teachers. And the academies at the Madison County Schools felt like it was important because they're really making a concerted effort to reach out to our businesses to offer internships, mentorships um, to their to their schools. And I wanted to make sure that their students were well-versed in the soft skills before we send them out there to um, work with our private sector businesses. Well, let's address the soft skills. And obviously, it's an area uh, that I've heard many times that uh, emerging students are lacking, but let's sort of define what they're learning when they're getting soft skill training. What types of things are they uh, learning now? So in terms of soft skills, the students are learning how to show up on time, how to have a good work ethic, um, how to work with other people, how to deal with conflict resolution. Um, And the importance there is You know, you can train a skill, but if you don't have the soft skills, if you're not willing to show up on time, pass a drug test, be fully present when you're working, stay off your cell phone. I mean, those are the things that you feel like those are the, you know, automatics, but they're not. They're not. And that's what we're finding from our businesses. And so, again, with what Jan said, we're really excited about training the teachers who can incorporate these soft skill basics, very basics, into their curriculum so that each and every student has an opportunity to completely understand and practice soft skills before they enter the workforce. And it creates a well-rounded you know, potential employee for a company as well. Somebody who can do the work, but also work in a team environment and work well with other people. I have to imagine that also helps with talent retention. It does. And and if you're able to show up and be fully present in your job, you're probably really enjoying it as well because you're engaged and that would help with employee retention. With your well-rounded workforce training efforts, are you seeing new interest from your existing businesses, perhaps who didn't participate in the beginning, but are now coming to you, seeing the success you're having and addressing it? Or did all your companies participate and it's not even, it's a moot point? We have about 50 um, people who participate, 50 to 60 people who participate in our HR roundtable discussions each quarter. But we are branching out. And as Jan said, we have been sort of grouping everyone together, but it's time to start focusing on the business sector councils so that we can approach each and every industry with their own needs. Um, and I, I think that once we start getting into diversifying which sector councils were kind of gearing information towards, we'll have more engagement from those particular sectors. Does that make sense? What I mean by that is if we have a healthcare business sector council, we may be able to get more participation from other healthcare sectors because they feel like it's more specialized and geared toward them where they can affect change and lead this conversation that maybe only they can really understand in that business realm. So let me paraphrase that then. What you're saying is if by narrowing the focus 
you can actually, your goal, and you think you will actually increase your participation. That's right, Jeff. <laughs> way to way to put it all together. I appreciate that. I do words. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I also think you always have to have a trendsetter. We're in the South, we're in Mississippi, and if they have one or two businesses that they respect that buy into it, then they're more apt to say, hey, maybe we need to check this out and and not look at it more seriously. Well, and speaking of wanting to check it out, uh, if somebody's listening and they want to reach y'all, how do they find you? They can find us on our website at www.madisoncountyeda.com. We have a ton of resources there. You can find my email address, any contact information that you'd like. Um, but that would be a first starting place to go. And for the Madison County Business League, it's www.madisoncountybusinessleague.com. And you can also reach out to me. My email address is on there as well, plus our contact information. We are located in the same building on 135 Mississippi Parkway in Canton, Mississippi. And so we're there together. And so um, that's why we work so closely. Creating a talent pipeline in Madison County, Daniel Winningham and Jan Collins. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff. Mississippi Prospects is brought to you by the Mississippi Economic Development Council, the Mississippi Development Authority, Cooperative Energy, Greater Jackson Alliance, Entergy, Mississippi Power, Tennessee Valley Authority, Watkins and Eager, Butler Snow, Jones Walker, and produced by MWB Studios. If you have questions or comments, join us on Twitter at MEDC Info.